0: in SBS, Shalom, Australia. Prime Minister Yair Lapid met in Paris on Tuesday with French President Emmanuel Macron, who called on Lapid to revive talks towards peace with the Palestinians and said Israelis are lucky to have Lapid in charge. Lapid focused on Israel's concerns about Iran's nuclear ambitions and the stalled global deal aimed at curbing them. Apid told reporters, the current situation cannot continue as it is. It will lead to a nuclear arms race in the Middle East, which would threaten world peace. We must all work together to stop that from happening. Here, Macron called each other friends, but disagreed over the Iran nuclear deal. Biden administration staff have been flying into Ben Gurion Airport as preparations intensify for the U.S. president's official visit to Israel and the West Bank this week. Numerous U.S. transport planes flew in during the past week, carrying, among other cargo, U.S. President Joe Biden's armor-plated limousine, the Beast, a fleet of 10 armored limousines that will be used to transport Biden's entourage, two presidential helicopters and six U.S. Army Blackhawk choppers. Also in preparation for the US President's visit, Prime Minister Yair Lapid spoke on Friday with Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas in what is believed to be the first direct call between an Israeli Prime Minister and the Palestinian Authority Chief in five years. The phone conversation served another purpose too. It was part of a round of calls Lapid made to offer Muslim leaders his best wishes ahead of the Eld al-Hadab holiday which began yesterday. Hadass Klein, a key prosecution witness in Benjamin Netanyahu's corruption trial, described in the Jerusalem District Court on Wednesday how her boss, Hollywood producer Anon Milton, requested and obtained former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's help in securing a long term U.S. visa. Klein, testifying in a case involving allegedly illicit gifts received by Netanyahu from Milton, said she was enlisted to help Milchan attempt to renew his visa in December 2013 after the producer was rejected during a meeting with U.S. officials. She said Netanyahu called her back in the middle of the night and told her, what is Milton worried about? It'll be taken care of. Soon after, the visa was approved. Klein's testimony on Wednesday, her second day on the witness stand, appeared to strongly support the prosecution's claims. The Netanyahu assisted Milchan in, in a quid pro quo due to the latter's ongoing supply of luxury goods, including cigars, champagne and jewellery, to the Premier and his wife, Sarah. It also called into question Netanyahu's defence in Case 1000 that he was unaware his wife was receiving gifts from his billionaire associates, Milchan and James Packer. Klein filed a police complaint on Thursday against investigative journalist Elie Zippori for harassment. The complaint followed a tweet shared earlier in the day by Zippori, in which he included a picture of her home in Herzliya and accused her of hypocrisy over her ongoing testimony in the Netanyahu trial. Despite the damning testimony, a poll conducted on Friday showed Netanyahu's popularity rising, with the possibility that his bloc could receive 61 of the Knesset's 120 seats in the upcoming election, enabling it to form a government. This poll is the first one in this election season to show that Netanyahu's bloc could muster the majority required. Israel and Turkey signed an outline of a civilian aviation agreement on Thursday set to replace the current accord, dating to 1951. Prime Minister Yair Lapid, who is still serving as foreign minister, and the Turkish foreign minister, agreed last month to work towards the new agreement in their recent meetings in Jerusalem and in Ankara, as the two countries continue to move steadily towards restoring full diplomatic relations. The Shin Bet security service on Thursday said that a Bedouin man from southern Israel joined the IDF in order to spy against it. Shahada Abu al 25, from a Bedouin village, near Hura in the northern Negev region, is charged with having been instructed by the Gaza-based Mujahideen Brigades to join the IDF for the purpose of promoting terror activity and gathering intelligence in Israeli territory. Abu al was detained on May thirtieth, more than a week after he enlisted in the IDF. 52-year-old Dudi Ashkenazi was held in jail in Greece for two weeks in what he described on Wednesday as appalling and inhumane conditions due to mistaken identity. Ashkenazi described the vermin-infested urine-soaked jail after a Greek court released him, but ordered that he remain on the island of Rhodes until a final decision is made. Ashkenazi was holidaying in Greece when he was arrested two weeks ago on an Interpol warrant for a dual Israeli-Azerbaijani citizen, also named Dudi Ashkenazi, who allegedly trafficked drugs between Peru and Russia in 2012. Seven-year-old Droz Madja from Becheva fell to his death from a hotel window in Barcelona on Monday. Smajahu just arrived in Barcelona with his family on holiday, heard children playing soccer and wanted to watch them. His body was returned to Israel for burial. The Bank of Israel raised its benchmark interest rate by half a point on Tuesday to 1.25% in an attempt to tame rampant inflation and spiralling housing costs. The rate jump comes months after the bank raised the rate from 0.35% to 0.75%, which was higher than predicted. Many now expect the rate to eventually top 2%. According to the central bank, inflation in Israel over the last 12 months reached 4.1%. Ultra-Orthodox extremists have caused millions of shekels and damages to Jerusalem's right rail during protests against a new planned route for the train. They have been staging protests for months, but they recently turned violent. An extremist minority in the ultra-Orthodox community opposes the light rail running through their neighbourhoods, it, believing it will bring with it unwanted intrusions from the outside world. One man who was arrested for damaging property was released on bail and immediately returned to rejoin the violent protests and was arrested a second time. Last Thursday, several dozen Orthodox men and boys entered the Robinsons Art Plaza, the egalitarian section of the Kotel, with whistles and signs, as a number of families from the United States were holding bar mitzvah ceremonies for their children there. They disrupted the prayers, blowing the whistles and calling the worshippers' names, and even tearing up a, sidur. a week After a week of silence, Prime Minister Lapid condemned the incident on Wednesday only after being asked about the issue by a reporter while on a diplomatic visit to France. On Thursday, Rabbi Rick Jacobs, head of the Union for Reform Judaism, and Rabbi Jacob Blumenthal, head of the United Synagogue of Conservative Judaism, appealed to Prime Minister Lapid to increase security at the egalitarian section of the wall and to implement the long-stalled Western Wall Compromise, which would give non-Orthodox Jews representation and official status in the management of the holy site. They asked him to begin a new era to repair the grave injustice which has been occurring on a daily basis at the wall towards liberal Jews. The rabbi of the Western Wall, Shmuel Rabinovich, made a belated denunciation of the incident after he met with Jonathan Greenblatt, CEO of the Anti-Defamation League, on Wednesday. Rabinovich spoke out on Thursday In his statement, which was issued in English, Rabinovich denounced the youths who disrupted the prayers in the egalitarian section, but also appeared to criticise the women of the wall. He said the verbal and occasional physical violence that erupts among those coming to pray at the Western Wall, stemming from various extremist groups, desecrates God's name, creates chasms between people, and harms the holiness of the site that unites the Jewish nation and world Jewry. This is Peter Jones-Pellach, reporting for SBS Radio from Jerusalem.